Welcome to the Fancy Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Kirk, and I'm with Greg, and let's get it started. Kirk, what's going on, man? Oh, nothing. It's, it's been it's been long too long too long, long long too long time. Yes, since we've had a show. Yeah, we took a week off, um, so we got a lot to up on. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. So, the Cleveland Browns are in first place in the division. The hype is real. They're living up to it. Yeah. I feel... The Steelers. I feel yeah. I feel the baker in me. Well, <laughs> congratulations, said, I guess. Said, no, it's what you ever. always wanted. Yeah. It's what you've always wanted. Uh, for this show... Uh, we will just do a quick recap on on how we're doing in our in the two and one league, and then also uh, we'll kind of go through some some trade targets, uh, some some buy lows and sell highs, which is what you want to do um, when it comes to trading. And, and right about now, we're starting to kind of figure out who's the real deal and who's not. But some people are still jaded by, by maybe some big weeks or some uh, or some poopers. And you may be able to exploit um, those those uh, preconceived notions of, of how players are, regardless of, of reality. So let's get into it. The uh, Kirk, right now in the two and one league, we are. Um, so remember, two and one stands for the fact that there are two games played per week. You have one head to head matchup, and then one uh, where you're playing against the league median in score. So when I say our record, it's actually eight games, even though we're only through four weeks of the season. So we are right now, we are six and two. We're on a three game win streak and uh, we are, we are rolling, man. We are pretty much, uh, we're the third highest scoring team, second place in our division, only five points behind uh, Nuke and Sturkey um, and things are looking up. Yeah. Yeah. Just after that first week, we kind of, uh, you know, muffed muffed a punt for lack of a better term uh and went oh and two but yeah now we've we've rattled off a couple couple good weeks and i i think i think the uh train is picking up steam if if i were to tell you that patrick mahomes would not throw a touchdown and todd Gurley and david johnson would rush for a combined 56 yards um how would you think we would have done yeah i think we would have lost you wouldn't have think you wouldn't have thought that we would have won by 101 points. No, no, which is actually what we did. So, right. yeah, poor, uh, poor real Dano. We won by 101 points this week. So that was, uh, um, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, um, yeah. Dano drafts the team, and real Dano takes it up the rear. He, yeah, yeah, just flushes that that team down the toilet, man. So. <laughs> Um, what all, what was also nice to see is we had some points on our bench too. So a lot of double digit scores there. So we have potential for upcoming bye weeks and we, we did get hit by the injury bug with Devonte Adams. Looks like he's going to miss at least one week, maybe multiple there with some turf toe. So we gotta, we gotta overcome that. That's our first, uh, uh, adversity of the year. Yeah. yeah well, we built a team, T E A M, not just a, a whole bunch of individuals. So they they're all fighting for a common goal. So we'll next man up mentality. All right. So, uh, hey, 
Kirk, so let's talk a, a little bit about um, well, you want to go through the rankings now for the for the top ten for each position, and then we'll get yeah. into our trade trade talks. All right. Yeah. So we are one quarter of the way through the season, the fantasy season, so uh, NFL season. Uh, so let's talk about the top ten rankings for each position. Um, first, I'll start with with quarterbacks. Um, number one, Lamar Jackson. Two, Mahomes. Hold on one second here. Uh, we have three, Russell Wilson, four, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz at five, Matthew Stafford at six, Jacoby Brissett, Jameis Winston, Deshaun Watson, and Matt Ryan rounding out the top ten. So, um, you know, any any of the those guys you want to talk about or highlight? Um, I think uh, Jacoby Brissett is uh, by far the biggest surprise there just filling in with uh fantasy numbers um that's kind of where we thought andrew luck was going to be maybe in a top five but um i if you picked him up then you are lucky 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 yeah and the um i mean the cool thing with him i mean he's just you know throwing touchdowns I mean, multiple touchdowns every single game, and it's just been uh, it's been cool to watch. Now, the thing with him though is his his receiving core is getting banged up, so mm-hmm. don't know. You know, he he's got T. Y. Hilton possibly out this week. He's got you know Devin Funches is out. Yeah, uh, Paris Campbell may miss this week, so he's he's got to overcome a lot. Marlon Mack may be out, so. He's got a game at the Chiefs this week. It'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, that's that's the one I want to highlight. Um, another shocker right outside the top ten is actually uh, at 11, um, Marcus Mariota. Huh. At 11. Who'd have thunk it? And so, he's available. Sure, he is available in a lot of places. So, the thing with him is he's doing it. You know, he's got 112 rushing yards are, uh, already. But uh, seven touchdowns and zero interceptions. So, He's they're they're playing efficient football. Yeah, and him. now now the you know, even even with the first game being kind of you know not fluky, but you know it was it was it went real smooth for them. Um, that game aside, some of the players that did well there are still doing well. I mean, he AJ Brown is a nice surprise for them. Their number their number one draft pick. Um, they you know, Derrick Henry is still being himself to where he you know. He kind of, he does he has big moments and then he kind of disappears. But yeah, they seem to be a, a, a pretty solid team. I would expect a nine and seven record, you know, to be exactly what they are, and 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 to have some fantasy uh, players that are going to be pretty good. Okay, last thing I'll hit on here with the with the quarterbacks, because uh, you know Kirk is a Browns fan and I'm a Steelers fan. Uh, Mason Rudolph has three less points on the season than Baker Mayfield. So just thought I would throw that out there. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that that's surprising. Um, hopefully the, 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 the corner has been turned with, um, with Baker. I don't think he's a 50 touchdown guy like they, uh, at some player, some people have predicted. Um, but it, he needs to be he needs to be more of a distributor and more of a game manager because he has plenty of mouths to feed. 
So, but yeah, that's that is surprising that he's not higher up this chart. Yeah. Okay. Hey, let's get into to running backs uh, again. Just going top ten here. Uh, after four weeks, uh, we got Christian McCaffrey at number one. Two is Austin Eckler. Three, Dalvin Cook. Four, Nick Chubb. Five, Alvin Kamara. Six, Mark Ingram. Seven, David Johnson. Eight, Derrick Henry. Nine, Leonard Fournette. And ten, Ezekiel Elliott. So, um, you know, actually, you know, this is a little deceiving because Le'Veon Bell um, had the bye week this week. So he's really, uh, he's really should be in that top ten discussion as well. Yeah. Um, any any shocks there? Um, I guess Austin Eckler is a shock just because yeah. you know we weren't expecting him to be as good as he as he is. I, I didn't. I wouldn't have expected Melvin Gordon to be the number two back, but um, you know, and I think and and Mark Ingram is doing every bit as as what we were as what they were hoping for. Uh, with a running team yeah and and just to clarify these rankings are ppr so austin eckler 24 catches uh 270 yards so he's almost on pace for 100 catches and a thousand receiving yards uh that's how he's getting it done um don't believe that to be sustainable he's actually only averaging 3.9 yards per carry so melvin gordon should should improve on on the rushing Mm -hmm. there for the chargers um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, um, there's some big names, some big first round guys that are not inside that top 10. So that's a, that's a little bit concerning Yeah, uh, as far as these guys go, but yeah, we'll all talk right. about that later. We will talk about that later. Uh, all right. Moving on to receiver again, this is PPR, um, and this is total total points uh, actually yeah let's do total points here uh keenan allen number one he's been cooper cup at two chris godwin at three mike evans at four it's pretty good mm-hmm. uh julio jones is tied at number four michael thomas at number six sammy watkins at number seven amari cooper at number eight tyler lockett at number nine and dj chark at number ten, what who do you want to highlight there? Well, right now the the one fake one, he's a fake top ten is Sammy Watkins. So yes, he, he puts up a fifty burger, and then uh, in the first game, and then can barely get twenty some points out of the next three weeks. So um, he's he's the guy that that really just is a is just bad. He's the worst top ten wide receiver on that list. Uh, he had, yeah, his two, uh, weeks two, three, and four, he had 10.9, 11.4 and 6.4 points. Um, yeah, don't, ex- uh, uh, don't expect much from him, uh, when Tyreek Hill comes back. But, uh, the one I want to talk about is, uh, is Tyler Lockett. Um, I think he's just, I think he's locked and loaded throughout the year. Um, he has had some, some big games and then some, some average games, but, um, you know, I, I think what they want to do is they want to run the football and then have efficient passing uh, plays, which Tyler Lockett uh, last year maybe had the most efficient season in NFL history. Um, 
But I, I just think that, you know, in games where they're shootouts, which that division may have a lot of, uh, Tyler Lockett's just going to get a ton of looks and a ton of yards. So uh, I have him in a couple different spots, and I, I love having him on my team. Yeah, the um, right. the one the one guy that's that, that's that's I guess I, I wasn't ex- I mean I'm expecting him to be in the top top five, uh, but he they they're they're just not good. Is uh, is Julio Jones? I mean he's he's having a great year statistically. I mean he's yeah. already got four touchdowns. That's something that that has eluded him, um, right? You know, almost every year, and he. He's just had a couple couple clinkers, but still, he he's he. I, I they just don't talk about him that much. I think he he might if things turn yeah. around for Atlanta, he's he may be a huge part of of why they do. Yeah, he's he's great, uh, and that's the thing. He's he's can't kind of uh, the opposite of what you expect for a lot of these prima donna receivers. You don't hear a lot from him. No, and uh, but no, he just he does work. He had a clunker this last week, but he's still, yeah, he's still having a great year. All right, tight ends. Um, go quickly through these. Evan Ingram at number one. Austin Hooper at two. Mark Andrews at three. Kelsey at four. Darren Waller at five. Will Disley at six. Greg Olson at seven. Zach Ertz at eight. Delaney Walker at nine. And TJ Hawkinson at number 10. All right, Kirk. So any of these uh, tight ends that you want to highlight? Or talk about? Yes, I do. <laughs> I would. Well, I would now's like your that. chance. Your one and only chance. I would like to highlight uh, first of all T.J. Hawkinson being the number ten. Um, not it's not someone that you you know would value when he has a twenty five point week one and then one point seven, one point one, and eleven point seven. Now he's a rookie, so that's to be expected. Um, you know, once you get below, uh, I think the, you know, top 10 wide, or tight ends, you're going to get those, those, those really disappointing weeks. Um, I wouldn't expect him to have too many big weeks like that, but, uh, Austin Hooper being number two, surprising. Um, and then Darren Waller is a, a replacement for Jared Cook and he's been phenomenal and Jared Cook sucks. That's that's the biggest surprise of uh, of the year, tight end wise. Yeah, and and I guess you know if we would have gone by points per game, George Kittle would be there in there at number ten, and Hawkinson out at number thirteen. But I think you know when you look at Hawkinson though, in, in the tight end landscape, and you kind of hit on it is you know below him, who do you really want? So here here's the guys who are below Hawkinson right now. Jason Witten, Jordan Akins, Eric Ebron, James O'Shaughnessy, Vance McDonald, Jimmy Graham, Dawson Knox. So I'm still playing TJ Hawkinson, hoping for that big week, even though he the field last week. So right, obviously monitor that. But if if that hadn't happened, I would still roll him out there because I think he has the talent to to blow up, which you know. That's what you want for the uh, for the tight ends now, instead of a guy who you know is going to get three to six points, which that's the majority of tight ends right now. Right, especially once you get down the list. The further down your list, it's it's you're you just you want the big the big stick to come out. Yep. 
Yep. So, all right, Kirk. Hey, let's get into the trade talk, which is uh, really what uh, why we want to do the show. So, we're we're talking buy low and sell high. Do you have a preference on where we start uh, with either one? Let's let's go with buy low first. Okay. So, what do, what does that mean to you when you when we're talking about buy low candidates? Um, that means to me that that these are these are guys that their value has dipped to where teams may want to move on from them at a lower price. So yeah, I, yeah, either, either that or they're guys who we are looking at being, they're kind of pressing up against the ceiling now and, and you want to buy them low before they become a household name uh, right. because you can see the trajectory that they're on. So go ahead. Uh, who's your first buy low candidate? My first buy low is, is Todd, Todd Gurley. He, he's the number one running back last year. Um, there is some uh, confusion as to how they're using him um, to the general public. And I think at some point he's going to take off um, and to where you might be able to uh, uh, get him for slightly less of a price. Um, but it's one of those things where you – Teams may still want to hang on to him because of he's a high, he's a he's a name, but still, if someone's impatient and they need to fill a roster spot that that that's hurting them, he may be the guy that they move because um, he, they think they get that out of him. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, love that, love that one. So yeah, if if, if you see a team out there with Todd Gurley, um, you know, make an offer for him, see what you can't get, and. Um, you know, when we're saying buy low, it's, you know, it's, he, he's got potential for number one value. So you're buying lower than that. Yeah. Um, so my, my first buy low candidate is Cortland Sutton, uh, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Currently right now in PPR format, um, I believe he is the number uh, 14 uh, receiver in, uh, in points. So, um had a had an okay um you know week one two but really has come on and and um just looks the part two passes that eyeball test and he was a second round pick they were looking for him to kind of replace Demarius Thomas and he's looking every bit of the part and I would you know right now he's on on pace for for 1200 yards and, and eight touchdowns so you know almost 88 almost 90 receptions. So I would go in and try and get him now before he comes, becomes a household name. And uh, these guys are, that's not a good football team. So they're going to throw the ball a lot to, to try and stay in games. Yeah. And, and even though Joe Flacco sucks, he does have the ability to, to, to have those hot games with those types of receivers. So, you know, Cortland Sutton yep. could have some big weeks. Exactly right. All right. Who's who else for you? Uh, Stefan Diggs, um, everything, everything's been disappointing, uh, from the, from the receiving uh, aspect of, of Minnesota and only because they've been relying heavily on the run. Well, when you're one dimensional, uh, and you get that taken away, you become a pretty crummy team. And I think they, they, they witnessed that. So you're at a, you're at a, you're at a crossroads here. If you have Stefan Diggs or if you need a receiver, Stefan Diggs is every bit as talented as he was last year and has every bit of ability to, to, to be a thousand yard wide receiver along with Adam Thielen. 
And once they start becoming more balanced, he will be a 15 point uh, wide receiver. But for now, a team that has them may be impatient or, you know, if you need to, you know, maybe get a big name and, and try to fill a secondary roster spot, you might be able to throw out somebody who's hot and steal Stefan Diggs now. Yep. No, love that one too. Yeah. So, so yeah, make offers for Diggs before it's too late. I like it. All right. My, my number two, uh, by low candidate is David Montgomery. Um, you know, it's it's been kind of a rough start for him. Um, he hasn't had a, a breakout game yet. He has one touchdown on the year. But the reason I like him, and, and you even look at just the last game alone, he was not very efficient, only two and a half yards of carry, but 21 carries and five targets. Um, if you know, he had three receptions out of that, but last three games, three targets, three targets, five targets, um, 18 carries, 13 carries, 21 carries. I see that only going up and he's going to be able to sustain that throughout the year. He's definitely uh, better than Mike Davis and, and Tariq Cohen in the backfield. So I, I just think this is a case where he's going to have opportunity. They're a good team, good defense and running the ball. That's what they want to do, especially with Trubisky out. So yeah. he's he's going – the touchdowns will come uh, with that workload, even if he averages 3.8 yards a carry. It doesn't matter. He's he's going to be like a Leonard Fournette, and he's going to sustain. So before – you know, his high game right now is 13.8 points. Um, get him now before 20-point weeks are, are the norm for him. He's got Oakland this week's and then a bye. So you want to – he may be one where this may be your last opportunity before he looks – like a top 10 running back. Yeah. And his best friend, his best friend is the defense. Cause uh, yeah, the, the quarterback situation being kind of glib there, um, you know, hopefully if the defense just continues to be dominating, um, they're going to want to run the ball and control the ball uh, yeah. on the offensive side of the ball. I agree. Totally. Cool. All right. Last by low candidate for you. Who is it? Uh, Joe Mixon. Um, he's on a crummy team. He has, he still has all the talent in the world. He still has the name value. Um, but there's, there, there's, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of hard times ahead for Cincinnati, you know, cause I just don't think that that coach is, is going to get them going just yet. Um, they so you know this is the time to to capitalize on him especially in a dynasty league you steal him now and then next year when things are starting to rise up for them a little bit he he's going to be that player so you know i know teams may not want to give up on him but you still might be able to to bite uh uh or get a bite when you when you offer something maybe a first round pick or or, you know, a big-name wide receiver to, to, to steal him away. Yeah, that's a great point, especially, yeah, looking in dynasty leagues is if you're a team who, um, you know, if, if it's not a move for this year, he may be a good one. Although, if you do trade for him this year, week 16 he plays against the, the Dolphins, so he may be <laughs> a, league win, a league winner for you. Yeah, championship game league winner. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So I'm actually going to pivot Kirk and I know we talked about our picks before the show, but my last one here 
I'm going to go with is, uh, um, yeah, I guess my honorable mention was option on Jeffrey. I'm actually pivoting from that and I'm going to go OJ Howard. Ooh. So, uh, OJ Howard, everybody's remembering week two where he had the big donut. He played 92% of snaps, but had zero targets, zero catches. Uh, the last two weeks haven't been as bad. I mean, he had 9.6 points and then 6.3, which again, you expect more from OJ Howard. Um, that's, that's a given, but in the current tight end landscape, uh, who has more potential than he does, you know, especially when you're talking about those lower tight end one guys, uh, I'm not sure there's anybody out there who has just the, uh, the upside that OJ Howard does, uh, Jameis Winston has been slinging it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, it's only a matter of time before those targets come his way. So, and he um, doesn't need a lot. Trying, he's very efficient. He's you've always said he's, he is. He doesn't. He if he gets five looks, that could be you know fifteen to twenty yeah. point week. Yeah, he's had years where he's averaged you know seventeen, eighteen yards a catch, which is you know that's Deshaun Jackson level there. So, um, yeah, find that find that team that has OJ Howard and 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 make an offer. So, all right. So that's that's all we have for the buy low candidates. Let's talk uh, selling high. So, Kirk, help the help the listeners out. What does it mean to sell high? It means smoke a lot of weed and sell your stuff. No. Okay. So, step one. <laughs> Say no to drugs. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, these are these are these are guys that that may um, may have either name value, um, and you may be able to get more out of them than than they're probably worth, or they're hot. They're hot, and you may be able to get more out of them than they're worth. <laughs> either either right. way, their value is the value either has the name value or the. Um, or the actual, just the impact they've made so far, and and you don't believe that will continue. Correct, correct. So they are at their peak value. Correct. Yes. Okay. So who's your first? First one is Mark Ingram. Um, okay. I I was hemming and hawing about this this week um, after seeing him play Cleveland, but I still think um, I still think what what you're going to get out of him is a good running back. I think you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of opportunity, um, and I I think most people will say I want that I want that guy. I don't see a whole lot of longevity out of him on a, in a dynasty league, um, so you know he might be somebody that's peaking now in this offense, and then once uh, once defenses start to kind of figure out what to do, I don't think he's going to have quite the impact he had as early against the crummy teams. Uh, as he will be going forward. I think he'll just be a mediocre player. Yeah, looking right now, he's the number six overall uh, running back. Um, you know, the the Ravens, they had a – man, they had a great week one against the Dolphins, and that's before people understood just how bad the Dolphins were. Uh, and then he also blew up against Kansas City, and Kansas City is, is one of the league's worst teams against the running back. So – um, he he is, um, you know, not great games against Arizona, not a great game against Cleveland. Um, you know, against Cleveland, he was efficient. Just, you know, he was kind of game scripted out when they were getting 
when they were getting crushed there, he's he's not really in the game as much, only playing 46% of snaps. When they're coming from behind, he, he's a guy who can be game scripted out. So don't expect him to be a running back number six. But he's starting. So I like the thing that. is, is he's a starter still. You know, he's, I'm not saying he's yeah. going to be off. No, he, he's a starter, but. Right. No, he's, he's a, he's a good, he's a good player. I'd love to have him on my team, but I think you're right. Is that, that this is the highest his value will be. So uh, mine is another running back kind of similar players, Chris Carson. And I'm actually, I really like Chris Carson. I traded for him in, in the, our keeper league. Uh, and I'm happy to have him. However, he's had three really bad fumbles. Um, and and last week he, he had a great week against the Cardinals. Uh, I think he, he it was something ridiculous. Like he broke 21 tackles yeah. or something like that. Um, but Rashad Penny's not there. Um, you saw uh, 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 C.J. Procise vulture a touchdown from him. Yep. Um, if he has one more fumble, you know, Rashad Penny's coming back healthy. If he has one more fumble that costs the team, he could be done. Uh, Rashad Penny, don't forget, was the, a first-round pick. He was the number one running back selected last year. So they obviously invested in him. They want to get him in there. So I just see that Chris Carson's timetable is, is dwindling um, again. So I think this may be the peak value for him as we move Yeah, forward. and it- – just to just to top that off, they're good at running back, so that's that's why that's why at some point he he's going to be on the outs, anyways, because they have they have a couple guys behind him that can fill in the role. So if he's not filling, if he's not you know satisfying uh, Pete Carroll uh, by not turning the ball over, I mean he's not going to lose any sleep and just replace him. So, you know, yeah, I agree. All right, go ahead. Next, Next. one. Um, and this is more for the team dynamic. Um, Terry McLaurin is a good wide receiver. Terry McLaurin is probably going to have some good weeks, but I think his value now that things are going to be changing is up in the air, and I just don't see the Washington Redskins being a sustainable team for him to be a uh, number one wide receiver to where he may be playing right now at times. Um, he's young um, to where in the dynasty league, he, his value could be very, very high uh, at this point because you could sell him because of the, the youth. Uh, but I, I would, you know, I would get rid of him because you're on a Washington Redskins team that, may have a new coach, may have new quarterbacks and all this inconsistency. So his value is as high as it's going to be. Yeah, so, no, he, he's a great one. Um, and he's First of all, you have to give him credit. He's the first receiver ever to start uh, his his career with. I think it's, it's five catches, like 60-some yeah. yards, a touchdown yeah. in all three games. But – it's those touchdowns that are killing him or it's, 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 I mean, obviously he's, he has one in every week, but he's not going to end the year with 16 no. touchdowns. So, no. so that's why his, people are so jaded in, in their, in their assessment of him is because he's, he's sustaining an unsustainable stat. It's kind of like, and, and sorry, he, I don't, 
I don't think you have DJ Chark as your third, do you? I do. Okay. So, well, sorry, spoiler there. But uh, when you look at those two, that, uh, DJ Chark, same thing, had three touchdowns in the first three games. What did he do last week when he didn't have a touchdown? Uh, he didn't perform. So I think that's – especially if they change quarterbacks, it's it's not going to be pretty for him. So Well, that, that – yeah, the, the DJ Chark thing has a different dynamic because they have a little more stability at the quarterback position right now. Oh, they got but Gardner anyway. Minshew. Yeah, duh. Duh. <laughs> so – um, okay, so my my second one is Devonta Freeman, um, and you may sound uh, that may sound counterintuitive because it, it would seem that his value is down. But this is more capitalizing on the last week or two um, that you know. So you're selling high on his last performance. Last week he had 18 points, uh, really on the back of eight catches for 72 yards. That was a game where Atlanta was getting crushed, and they were just trying to they were in comeback mode the entire game. Uh, in, in three out of the four games this year, he's averaged 2.4 yards per carry or worse. Um, he did have one good rushing game against Indianapolis last week and, and he had 12 points that game. So you're coming off of two back-to-back double digit scoring games. And, and I would just try and cash in on that Yeah, and, and, and get a, a running back number three or two, if you can, you know, he does have some name value. So. Um, get rid of him as fast as you can. Yeah, he's uh, he he increased his point total five points after week one, and then three points after week two, and then six points after week three. So yeah, he's uh, he's on an unsustainable increase. He's not going to have yeah. like six hundred points by the end of uh, uh, the season, you know, per game. Yeah, yeah um, that's a good one. So he he's got he's got Houston next week, which is a tough matchup, and then he's got Arizona, which may may be great. Um, but other than that, he's got Rams, Seattle bye week, New Orleans, Carolina, Tampa Bay, New Orleans again, so Carolina, San Francisco, and Jacksonville. His schedule is brutal um, coming up, so that's another reason he I, I think he's just done. Um, yeah. I, I'm not expecting any more from him. So, all right. All right, DJ Chark, ju 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 ju, whatever that is. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, DJ Chark's my third uh, sell high. Um, I, I I think I think he he has he has some sustainable uh, production value. Um, I don't feel as good about him as some other players, uh, but he does have a good situation. Garner Minshew has more fantasy points than Aaron Rodgers right now yeah so you know and he's he seems to be reliable um my only knock on DJ Chark is you know the volume I don't see um a whole lot of volume his way he has they have D.D. Westbrook and, and with Gardner being a rookie quarterback who's trying to figure it out you know he just he may he may disappear um but that's where that's why I think now's the time if you can move him, move him. You you may, it's not like you're gonna get a starting, you know, stud running back, but if if he's on your bench and and you can get somebody that you might be able to put into the flex at a running back or whatever, that's that could be a positive because he just may not fit your, you know, your lineup that way. But I, I think he's a bench player that you could probably 
trade and utilize someone uh, more so than him. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the Jaguars, uh, you know, like the Bears we were talking about, they want to play good defense and run the ball. They were getting crushed against Denver this last week, and Fournette still ends up with 29 carries. That doesn't happen <laughs> typically in right. the NFL. Typically those are games where the quarterback has, you know, like uh, Jared Goff, 68 touch or uh, pass attempts and in, in a comeback uh, attempt so mm-hmm. they want to run the ball yeah he's he's unpredictable there and he's young he's yeah it's his, his second year in the league so i mean again yep. you you know you're in a dynasty league his value should be higher than um in a regular uh redraft yep, yep. okay uh my my last one here is uh demarcus robinson wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he's electric. He's you know he's fun to watch. Yeah. Do 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 do. <laughs> uh, but he he is a he is a poor man's Tyreek Hill. He's no different than uh, Mecole Hardman, and I just I don't want to play that game of guessing who's it who's it going to be Sammy Watkins Hardman or Robinson while Hill is out. Uh, you you want to cash in on his his big week two performance and, and just b- before time runs out because the last two weeks um, it just hasn't been there. Although last week he he did have nine targets, um, still could only turn that into four catches for thirty five yards. But the last uh, the last three games while Hill has been out, he's played ninety per- percent of snaps or more, which is great to see. Um, we just uh, – I just don't expect this to continue once Hill comes back. Yeah, um, and and there is volume in Kansas City. So, he could, you, you're with your – if you're in a back-and-forth discussion sales-wise with, uh, with, um, with your trade partner, he's, he's on a team that, you know, if there's an injury to a wide receiver, he's going to get volume. So, you know, it, it, it could be a – it could be a good sell. I agree. All right, man. I have one more. Oh, you do? Yes. Okay. Just com- coming up. Yeah, remember? Coming off a huge week, a huge victory against the Cincinnati Bengals. I have I have James, oh. Con- James Conner as someone that you want to move off of, but has some good value. He he probably was overdrafted in most leagues, um, and – he he does have a balance uh, attack as far as he he's pretty good at running the ball. He's pretty good at catching the ball, um, but you could probably get more out of him because of his name, um, and than you normally would. Mm-hmm. Um, and his off and the offense is obviously going to be in flux because you're going to have Mason Rudolph, so you're going to have some some up and down weeks. Um, so uh, I I put him up there as a sell high. You might be able to get something out of him because he should well, still have. And he just had a good week. He's not awful. He's still going to be a starter. Um, but you know to you know maybe get a couple couple different spots filled. He's he's a guy that you can sell high. Yeah, and, and that's um, yeah. He had twenty six and a half points this last week. He was great. Um, but that that is definitely the case for for us and in all of our leagues because in our leagues you have a lot of Steelers fans and we're also from from Erie Pennsylvania which is where James Connors from 
Right. Uh, people love his story. He's a likable guy. He his value is so much more in our leagues than it is in your average league. Right. Um, so yeah, you can definitely sell high on his name. So speaking the French, of which, that... the French don't don't know as much about him as uh, as the Erie PA. Yes. If you're in a French or Swedish league, which a high percentage of our listeners are, according to the the demographics from uh, that we get from the Anchor app. Right. Um, yeah, that may not apply. <laughs> Toot sweet. Wee uh, wee. Oui, oui. No, I just no, I just have to powder my nose. <laughs> uh actually I want to put you on the spot here real quick, Kirk. Yeah. So he's a sell high. That kind of brings uh, a guy who is a candidate for me for buy low is Jalen Samuel. Um you have him in the Empire League and our Keeper League. What would it take to get him from you in uh, in one of those? In one of those leagues? Actually, the Keeper League is the, the one I'm more interested in. Okay. Is he for sale? Is he for sale? Well, let's let's look at my team real quick. I got to review this because we only have uh, you know six rosters we have to wrestle with. He is firmly on my bench. That's um, correct. And with the, 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 his value, his value to me is given an injury because it's very hard to start him over any of these other guys. Um, where I get, oh boy, look at my roster. What would you want? Oh, let's see. Um, your roster. Bad hombres. The three and one bad hombres, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh boy. Yeah, really, <laughs> really put me over, on the spot there's so, many, there's so many options. I know. Well, well, I mean, the guys that stick out as far as uh, value um, are um, – David Montgomery, which is a buy low, so his value is yeah. less. Um, I I like Mark Andrews. You know, I like Mark Andrews. Um, yes. And and uh, another candidate for buy low is probably Tyler Boyd. But uh, yeah, so so you just you just named off starters, uh, starting tight end, a starting receiver, and a starting running back. Yeah. That is not the definition of buy low, folks. So we're going to have to end this show on that note. <laughs> continue this conversation <laughs> offline. Yeah, because I don't like any of the other any other players. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you can't buy low on Jalen Samuels. Holy cow! No, he's a he's Kirk's a buy high. He's a sell high. Yeah. Sell high, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, holy shit. Okay. I'm a cruel oh, negotiator. Cool. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. all right all right well hey that's all for the fancy boys we're signing off and we're fading out